your Friday the 10th of September, September fully underway, uh, excited for it, uh, finals time, we've had a whopper uh, of a weekend of sports and I want to say good morning to uh, Jack and Jay who's with us this morning. Morning Sam. Uh, now how you been, how we been keeping um, uh, entertained? Uh, I've started doing a new sporting thing, I thought we'd have a bit of a catch up before we get into uh, the usual stuff, um, but a sporting thing that I've done um, over the last week. Uh, look, I'm not a very fit guy, and uh, lockdown <laughs> hasn't helped a bit. Uh, so I've thought I've changed it this month. Uh, I downloaded Strava and uh, doing the 300k challenge of running, walking, uh, and cycling, and I've just ticked over 50k's in the first week of September. Um, so that's been fun getting. <laughs> Uh, my legs are actually killing me. Did 20Ks uh, <laughs> yesterday, so um, we'll see how we go. But it's been a good challenge, a sporting challenge um, for this month. But what about you two? What have you been up to? Jay, I know you've been excited about the new 2K game. Yes. That's not an exercise for me, but I mean, you're working your fingers. Um, no, I am excited for that, but um, don't want to get in too much into it, but... Um, yeah, I just go out for walks as well. I probably don't do as much as you've been doing, but you know, I try to get out when I can. So that's about all I do at the moment. About you, Jack? Um, yeah, I mean, there's not much to do, is there? I've got I'm, I've got myself a makeshift gym at home, but apart from that, it's just running and walking when I can, really. It's all we can do, really, just stay fit and active and not get too stagnant at home. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, there was a week where I didn't even leave the house uh, at all. Ooh. Uh, and it was really messing with my mental health, and I've turned that around, and I feel so much better. So that's a recommendation if you're struggling a bit. Get outside and enjoy the nice spring fresh air. It's, we've had some nice uh, days um, over the last week. Um, hopefully more coming forward. Okay, we're going to get into some news. First off, the uh, look, it's a hot topic. Um, we spoke about it last year on the show. Um, the AFL Grand Final time. It's been locked in. 5.15 WA time, 7.15 Australian Eastern Standard time. Uh, Look, and Gil already said this year, before we knew uh, that the Grand Final was going to be moved, they announced that it was going to be a day game uh, at the G. But what are your thoughts, uh, Jay? Um, Yeah, well, I guess going off last year, I didn't. It was just a bit of a grind to wait all the way till night time to get going, especially when your team's there. I mean, even for neutral fans, they probably were a bit agitated that it wasn't during the day. It's just you have the whole day to sort of do things. It's on a weekend. No one's doing anything. We're in lockdown. So um, it's just a grind for me personally. But what what do you think, Jack? 
Yeah, I'm not a fan, to be honest with you, boys. I love a day day grand finals. Just there's something about it. It's so good to get all the snacks around the TV if you're mm-hmm. if you're not what if you're not there. And it's always good the fallout. We get the whole night to talk about the game, like those hours and hours and hours. But after the grand final last year, what else is there to do but go to bed? It's just one of those things. I mean, even Richmond Tigers last year complained about it, saying they didn't get to finish their celebrations to about 5.30 in the morning because there's so much to do post-grand final Mm. that needs to be done before they can go and and relax themselves. So... I mean, if the teams don't like it, I don't see a point in keeping it, if only to improve um, TV TV standings there. Yep, yep. The big thing last year they said it was like, well, the ratings went, went across the out the roof, blew the roof off. But we were all being home. Um, mm. So that's why we were watching it at that time. Yeah. But, I mean, you could put the grand final on in the morning. People are still going to watch it. Absolutely. Um, it's the grand final. Uh, I th- yeah, I think for me, I think t- being a traditionalist, look, there's not many things that they haven't changed in the game, um, but I think the day grand final, it's just special. Most of the other finals are nights anyway. It's it's something different, uh, traditional time slot at the MCG. You can have some ripper days and then, of course, yeah, celebrate. Um, have a big, big day out of it, go out. and um, So I miss that, and I miss that we're going to get to experience that this year again because we're uh, locked in. But uh, hopefully next year when it returns to the G, maybe it will return to its traditional time slot. Um, but, yeah, um, I mean, see, I'd, Twilight isn't that bad. That's something I could suffice. If it's like a 4 o'clock or something, I could obtain to that because... Or maybe a 3.30. What's it, what's it normally, 2.10? 2.10, yeah. Yeah, if they three thirty or something, I, I think I could deal with. And then, yeah, by the time the game's over, the sun goes down, they can do fireworks and whatever else they want. But then you still get a decent evening to celebrate. Oh well, well, <laughs> I just wanted to get the point out because I've I've heard a lot Fair of media swing the other way, um, saying you know it's great, great for TV and all that, but you got to forget. Uh, I think people in the media sometimes forget that this is the game for the fans. Uh, Eddie McGuire described it as a TV show. <laughs> it's not a TV show. It's a grand final. Um, and it's just the way we love it. So <laughs> that's all that on that uh, point. Moving on, um, Brisbane footy fans can breathe a sigh of relief. Brownlow medalist Lockie Neal has committed to the Lions despite rumours he was eyeing a shock return to Perth. Neal's uh, wife, Jules, is pregnant with their first child and the couple were considering returning home uh, to raise their young family, but after meeting with coach Chris Fagan, football manager Danny Daly, uh, and chief executive Greg Swan on Thursday morning, the 26-year-old, 20, 28-year-old, sorry, announced he will be representing the Lions in 2022. He says, "I'm committed uh, and staying at the footy club." He told the Lions media, "I think one of the biggest things, as well uh, as I have unfinished business here, I want to be holding up a cup in the Lions Guernsey." I'm super excited to be here and can't wait to play again next year. Jay, what are your thoughts on the whole kerfuffle this week about him? Oh, yeah, it was interesting to follow because no one really knew what Lockie was going to do. Um, he wasn't sure himself, but it's, it's probably good that they managed to retain him. He's an important player for them. Um, obviously, their record wasn't great when he was playing. I've seen that highlighted a couple of times this week, but he's as valuable to any team any team would help to have him. So 
it's great they've been able to hold on to him. Jack, what about you? Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's good for Brisbane Football Club to retain your star player. I mean, he's a Brownlee medalist, what, last year? So it's um, it's always good to, if you get to retain those players. But it, it does speak to a larger issue in the AFL, and that's player power. I think players have too much power in the AFL, and their, their word goes, it seems. I mean, Lockie just was thinking about it, and the world imploded for mm, two days. Mm. Um and it was like, oh, what what is Freo going to have to give up to get him and so on and so forth. And it's just, I think where the AFL is dangerously close to an NBA type situation where the players have all the powers that can request trades at a moment's notice. It's um, it's unfortunate because I, I'm a firm believer in if you're contracted to a um, team, the team has the power to trade you or the team has the power to keep you, if that makes sense. I mean, you're, it's your decision to sign on for uh, four years, Lockie. You should see out as, as many years as you possibly can with your body. I mean, it's not your decision to um, leave if you're contracted to them. Mm. It's interesting. I mean, it was um, Jeremy Cameron last year requesting to Geelong. Um, and then, I mean, the, my biggest issue was Archie Perkins in the draft. I mean, you can't request to stay in a specific state. It doesn't work like that. If you're choosing to be in a, a national draft, you should be willing to go anywhere mm. in, yeah. the, in Australia. I think um, it's going to come to a, end, a head. I thought it was if Lockie Neal went home back to Frio, I think the, it would have been a serious issue for the AFL if the players have this much power. So it's um, it's lucky he stayed because I thought he could be like a martyr and that any player can just go wherever he wants. And that would be a damn shame if that happens. I mean, the team is more important than the player after all. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and it was just so shocking, I think, to a lot of Brisbane fans. The news literally came out the day after they were out. Um, so yeah. <laughs> licking their wounds already. Uh, and then you hear that from a big star from the club. Uh, n- not the best thing. So I'm not sure how, how that got out and um, all that stuff. But yeah, you're right. I, th- I think contracts are contracts. And if you sign them, you gotta you got to play by them. Um, Absolutely. So I'm glad he came out straight away and said he was committed. So uh, Brisbane fans can breathe a little more uh, uh, normal. <laughs> heading into next season alright more news on the way when we come back we're going to get to our first track this is a new one from Blossoms it's called Care For right here on the sports desk on your Friday morning Blossoms Care For on the sports desk on your Friday morning uh, we're going to get into some more news here plenty of news uh, cracking out this week uh, across many leagues uh, including the A-League uh, and they've announced uh, footballers in the A-League and W-League will enjoy continued investment uh, and improved conditions across uh, both competitions under ground-breaking deal to drive up playing standards uh, in Australian elite leagues under the five-year agreement struck between uh, the Professional Footballers Australia and the Australian Professional Leagues. Uh, genuine equity and high-performance standards in the A-League and W-League uh, have been enshrined to create a world-class work- workplace for all uh, the nation's players. Key h- highlights of the agreements include significantly uh, enhanced high-performance standards, including training venues, travel and accommodation, high-performance staffing and player workloads with gender equality embedded, 61% uh, increase in the W League salary cap floor over the course of the agreement, with the capacity to increase through annual reviews, uh, an immediate increase in the A-League salary cap floor uh, while ensuring incremental uh, increases in the salary cap over the first three years to $2.6 million ahead uh, of a midterm review. 
the introduction of uh, up to two designated players, allowing clubs to invest between 300000 to 600000 in players uh, whose salaries will be uh, excluded from the A-League salary cap while maintaining other exemptions such as marquee plays, incremental increases, uh, and minimum wages across the A-League. So um, massive news in, in the A-League and great to see the investments from you know Channel 10 and uh, all of that getting straight into uh, work uh, across the leagues. Uh, great to see, great to see massive growth uh, opportunity in the A-League. Jay, what are your thoughts on the whole thing? Yeah, it's great. This, this is what Australian football wants, is it to keep growing and putting more money into facilities and obviously players are like the idea of the designated player salary, how they don't get included in the cap. So um, I think that's a great idea. You just want to make sure that, you know, clubs are getting as good amount of talent as they can from uh, from wherever they get players from. So I'm very happy that they're building towards something here with the A-League and increasing both for the W-League as well, getting uh, the cap moving up as well. So everything's looking up at this rate, as well as that TV deal you mentioned as well. So a lot to look forward to in the future for the A-League. Yeah, we've seen how big the women's game uh, has become in the US uh, in, the, in the MLS, just like I think pretty much the top league for uh, women's soccer in the world. Uh, and of course, we've discussed many times on the show about the salary cap um, being ridiculous uh, in Australia in a world game. Uh, it just just doesn't work. So I think slowly they're phasing it out. I guess you, you can't just you flick the switch off. They've got to uh, take a few years to exit out of it. Um, but great to see massive growth in the league and can't wait for it to kick off later in the year. Uh, Jax, what are your thoughts? I think it's just awesome, isn't it? Um, we want to treat every... every pro- oh, what's the word? The highest division of each sport in Australia needs to be treated professionally and it needs to be held to a similar standard all around Australia. I mean, we've seen how awesome the AFL and NRL are at maintaining professional standards and high performance standards. Every sport, when it's the top tier in the in the country, should be held at the same, um, same standard. And it's awesome. I mean, if we treat these players as professional sports players and give them the facilities and access they need the transition to when they want to go and play overseas in the EPL or even when they're representing Australia at the Olympics or um, or at the World Cup it just makes their transition so much easier for these players I mean we've got to start treating ourselves like those other leagues like the great leagues around the world or we're just not going to be able to keep up and we're going to lose players and we're going to lose marquee players and it's just going to fall down so it's so good for the A-League it's awesome yep uh, other news this morning, Cricket Australia uh, makes its own stand against the Taliban by cancelling the men's test against Afghanistan. Cricket Australia putting the Taliban on notice, uh, the parading a men's team around the world as a propaganda exercise while banning women from playing the game would not be tolerated in Australia. Driving the growth of women's cricket globally is incredibly important to Cricket Australia. Our vision uh, for cricket is that uh, it is a sport for all and we support the game unequivocally for women at every level. So uh, it was, I think, great to see Cricket Australia coming out straight away uh, and making that big statement. Um, yeah, it just would have been wrong wrong to proceed with it, I think, especially with Absolutely. what's going on at the minute around the world. Uh, very topical. So uh, great on uh, Cricket Australia for coming out with that. Uh, also in other news, 
Liverpool and Manchester City are among Premier League clubs who could be de- deprived of Brazilian internationals this weekend after they refused to release players for international duty over, a st- over strict coronavirus rules. The Brazilian Football Association uh, confirmed to AFP it had asked global governing body FIFA to invoke regulations that bar players for five days after an international break if they are not released by their clubs. Liverpool trio Alisson Becker, Fabinho and Roberto Firmino uh, and Manchester City's Edison, Gabriel Jesus, Fred of Manchester United, Chelsea defender Thiago Silva and Leeds midfielder Rafinha look set to miss out this weekend if their clubs comply. Fred and Thiago Silva could also be absent for Champions League matches next week. The CBF has not requested a ban for Everton forward Richarlison after he was allowed to represent Brazil at the Tokyo Olympics, where they won the gold medal. Premier League clubs announced last month they would not release players for internationals in countries on Britain's red list for travel restrictions aimed to curb the spread of coronavirus. And we all see, saw the kerfuffle uh, at the <laughs> Argentina, Argentina uh, and Brazil's, like, you got the world's best out there, and then you got men in suits <laughs> running out to stop the game mid-match. It's just utterly bizarre, uh, but it does mean a few Premier League clubs are unfortunately going to miss out this week. We joked last week, Liverpool, <laughs> about not making yeah. any players to come in. This is exactly the reason. <laughs> it's, um, I mean, health and safety is first and foremost the most important thing around the world right now, especially with COVID-19, but um, it is unfortunate. Um, it's... I know the players' international duties take precedent, absolutely, but um, the Premier League clubs need to be able to adapt to this. It's going to be one of those seasons. I mean, last we thought last season would be the only season affected by COVID, but it, it's not. Um, the clubs need to be adaptive and they need to be given um, strict instructions earlier on about how they're supposed to cope with players missing out due to COVID-19 restrictions. Jay? Yeah, well- pretty much said what I wanted to say, but yeah, no, it's, yeah, about adapting, as you said, just, you know, it's still not going to go away. There's still, you know, thousands and thousands of cases in UK and all that as well. They've got to be careful. Um, I mean, I've even seen the news that they might go back into a lockdown at some point. Mm. Their, their cases are getting a bit out of hand, which was expected, but, you know, that's just how this virus works. It's just, you know, it's not going to play around. you got to adapt to it. As, as quick as it happens so hopefully yeah we can uh, keep it all rolling keep the crowds coming as well because they're a big part of what's making the Premier League tick again as well this year yeah definitely um, and <laughs> Man City you're probably going to have we're going to delve into this definitely when we get more into football later but Scott Carson is going to be in goal this week against Leicester uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be interesting but we'll save all the rest of the Premier League stuff for later uh, but to another story, a sad one here uh, from in Perth. $95,000 has been raised for Perth-based footballer Danny Hodgson after he was attacked on Sunday morning and left in a coma. Uh, Hodgson, who plays for ECU uh, Jundalup in Western Australia's National Premier League, was punched from behind near a Perth train station. The unprovoked attack caused significant head injuries and he was placed in an induced coma that could now last for many weeks. A fundraiser was launched to financially support Hodgson and his family with an initial goal of $100,000 already within reach. 
Uh, Dean Henderson and Dominic Calvert-Lewin have provided the biggest donations so far with both well-known names in the Premier League uh, uh, with Manchester United and Everton. Henderson not only contributed $5,000 but also shared Hodgson's story on his social media channels uh, with many other noticeable footballers doing the same. Hodgson's parents live in uh, the UK and they took to social media early in the week to ask for help in securing a flight to Australia amidst current travel restrictions. So... Uh, best of luck to him in hospital. It's a horrible story. Any case uh, of unprovoked um, king hits, it's just absolutely terrible. Uh, and it's here affecting a young guy coming over to play football. Uh, and it's just, just horrible to see. So um, it's great the Premier League players have got behind it. And uh, uh, look, everyone spares a thought for this um, kid in hospital because it's, yeah, terrible news. Uh, but that's where we leave you now. Before we come back, uh, plenty of finals talk ahead. Uh, we can't wait uh, to get excited for that. Footy finals. Jeez, we had some whopper, whopper finals last weekend. I hope it continues on this weekend. Uh, so that's all coming up. Of course, we've got the Premier League uh, and some World Cup qualifiers to talk about. All on the sports desk on your Friday morning. This one's a classic. Newton Faulkner. Uh, with Dream Catch Me on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning on Sin. Newton Faulkner on the Sports Desk, Dream Catch Me, uh, and it's time for the footy finals. And boys, oh, just, just so in awe of the finals that we had on the weekend. We said on the show that we wanted some good close finals and we got some absolute rippers can't not mention straight off the bat with the Brisbane Lions versus uh, Western Bulldogs game. The Dogs, of course, going through by a point, 11-13-79, defeating the Brisbane Lions, 11-12-78. That, honestly, that's probably one of the best games I've seen for a long, long time. Uh, I can't think. Um, maybe last year with the Port Adelaide-Richmond game. Uh, I think it was late in the season last year. I can't remember if that was a final or not. It was a, it was a prelim, you're right. Yeah. Um, and just just amazing. I mean, you can't have those games every week and uh, incredible. Um, shock loss, though, for Brisbane. Unfortunately for them, they go out again early in the finals uh, for a couple times now. Um, just heartbreak, dying seconds of the game. Um, but as a neutral, absolutely love it absolutely love it uh i was i was begging on too i i was really hoping i was calling it all game too i was just like this is gonna go to extra time this is gonna go to extra time uh <laughs> it almost went there um look wouldn't that be exciting to see some extra time <laughs> i don't know if that's just um, me no i agree with you i thought i was so convinced it was going to extra time especially when charlie cameron was in his forward 50 I can't remember who the doggies defender was, but I thought, oh, he's going to score here, he's going to score here, he's going to score here. But credit to the doggies, they held on tight, and that one point is now one of the best points of all time. That was awesome to watch. Um, good on the doggies, they deserve to be there. Um, great momentum. It's going to be a ripper game against Port, I think. Jay? Yeah, I agree. I think uh, very good by the dogs, and they've kept Brisbane wondering, I guess. They haven't been able to put together a good final series since they've sort of come in 2019 when they got back in another straight sets. I think that was 2019. They went out in straight sets as well. So 
that's a bit disappointing for them. But as you said, the dogs good on them for getting there. Another chance at a grand final this week. Yep, it's going to be a big test. And also the other results in the other final uh, back last Friday. Uh, Geelong defeated the GWS Giants 15-13-103 to the GWS uh, 10-8-68. We said in our live preview, uh, we thought it was going to be pretty difficult for the Giants uh, with a lot of their um, players out. I mean, Toby Green we spoke about. Uh, Late change as well. Uh, Who was that? Hodge? No, not Hodge. What am I saying? What? Hogan. Hogan. Oh, it was was close. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, big loss, and then they didn't have the talent, and I think Geelong really wanted to answer themselves. Um, And that burning feeling of getting back to a grand final after losing it. So they've steamrolled through. What what did you think of their performance? Yeah, I thought, uh, once again, Geelong, you know, their star three of Hawkins, Cameron, and Rohan, they're all combining for nine goals. So... That right there is in the nutshell. The, if those three are firing, Geelong are really hard to stop. So GWS just didn't have enough firepower. No Hogan there, no Green there. They only had goals from Himmelberg as their like, go-to guy. So good on Geelong. They're, uh, they're looking really good coming into this game. Be a real test for them, though. Jack? Um, yeah, I mean, that's the most potent forward line in the entire AFL. That's three big, big forwards, and there's no way to get around them, really. The... Um, the doggies, the Melbourne defence is just going to have to be um, the best we've seen all year from them. Um, I mean, it's going to be great. How good is it going to be since Stephen May and the rest of them shape up against them? Um, they were just too dominant. Um, GWS did have their issues. Jesse Hogan going out way too late was just awful for him and the club. Um, they just had no forward line, the Giants, and the, the Cats did what I assumed they would. Boys, I just want to say, I knew I knew it would happen. I tipped it last week. But, um, yeah, the, the Cats just walked away with it in the end, didn't they? So the preliminary finals begin tonight, 7.50 from Optus Stadium. Uh, our Facebook Live preview will be at 7 p.m. on the Sports Desk Facebook page, so don't miss that. We had a ripper one uh, last week. Uh, loads of fun. Uh, so Melbourne and Geelong, um, look, this... A replay of the uh, end of season game, which got Melbourne uh, the, the top of the table, the minor premiership already with Max Gorn after the siren. What a moment. Um, so plenty of build-up to this game. We'll go through the ins and outs. Melbourne have Michael Hibbert in, James Jordan out. He was a medical sub. Joel Smith uh, is injured. He is also out. Uh, Geelong have named Brandon Parfit out, uh, injured. Uh, and and not named any in so far. No changes on that front. So, oh, I, don't, I don't know where to start uh, with this game. Uh, I think Melbourne's early performances uh, in the season and, you know, of course, that final game was just the edge to beat them there. Uh, and I just really think um, momentum's going to take them forward. Uh, they've had that week off. Um, uh, plenty of time to prepare. prepare sorry. Uh, and I just think um, just Geelong just going to be a tad behind in this one. I think Melbourne for me, I, I just can't see the D train stopping any station soon. <laughs> it's going all the way to the grand final. <laughs> Jay. Yeah, I agree. I think Melbourne are the informed team of the four. Um, I just can't see them losing with all this momentum and an opportunity to play in a grand final. It's 
opportunity they don't want to let slip because I'll be spewing if this one goes to, 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 to digital. It'll be uh, <laughs> real disappointing. Uh, and, uh, you know, you just want to see new teams get up there in the grand final, you know. Melbourne haven't been there for so long. Yeah. Um, just be great for a neutral fan. So I'll be going for Melbourne. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, well, I'm, I, I am absolutely going for Melbourne. Do not get me wrong. As a neutral fan, it'd be awesome to see Melbourne into a grand final. I'm, I've got, I'm scared though for the, for the Jays. Um, Geelong looked awesome last week and they're going to have all the momentum. Um, it'll be very, I think it's going to be a very close game. It's going to be a great game. And I think it's going to be won and lost in the Geelong forward line. If the, the Melbourne defenders keep them under control, Melbourne will win it. But if the if Jeremy, Jeremy Cameron, Tommy, Tomahawk and um, Gary Rowan just kick away, then I think the, the Cats will get them. So um, I'm going to tentatively say the, the Catters will win this one, sadly. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um... Definitely excited for it. So that's 7.50 tonight uh, on your screens uh, from Optus Stadium. Of course, you can join us at 7pm for our extended preview on Facebook Live. But there's another preliminary final this weekend, Saturday night, 7.40 from Adelaide Oval. It's Port Adelaide and the Western Bulldogs um, for uh, another big game, as we mentioned before. Western Bulldogs, of course, getting through. Uh, But I really think this is going to be a tough one for the Dogs. Um, we'll go through their ins and outs right now. Uh, and ins for Port. Port have uh, not named an in, but they've uh, announced Sam Pepper has been admitted. Western Bulldogs have named Zane Cordy and Stephen Martin in. Uh, Cody Waitman out injured. Lewis Young omitted. And a big one here, Alex Keith injured. A crucial part of uh, Bulldogs' defence. So that's going to be another sting in their wounds. Um and, of course, all the travel and quarantining and all of that stuff is going to come into it. And uh, Port Adelaide have just had to wait uh, and got a nice home crowd ready for the dogs waiting for them. So this is going to be another close ripper of a final as well. Um, and uh, k- losing Keith, that, that, that's a key spot for me, I think. Um, how do you see this going, Jay? Yeah, well, as you said, Keith's definitely a big out and... They've entrusted a lot to put Steph and Martin in. He hasn't played much this year. I think mean, he's only played the one game back in round 11 or so. Um, so Tim doing the ruck duties, bigger responsibility. Um, I'm a bit surprised they didn't bring Pal Pepe into the actual starting group. His second half in that qualifying final was outstanding as the sub. He thought his form might carry over into this prelim final. But, yeah, I'm thinking the dogs uh, – sorry, the – power looking like an easy run here with Keith out their forward line gets a real chance to score big and also the home crowd is another big part of it um I I agree I think the port will walk away with this one but um with the Sam Pal Pepper I, I I loved his performance last week but he, he is one I probably think the best sub all year round and I think port are smart to keep him as the sub I mean he's such a versatile player that can play basically anywhere and when um I can't remember who went out. Was it Arazio went out? Sam Bell Pepper came in and just did so well. Um, Arazio being fit and healthy, that is awesome. He'll kick heaps of goals. He did last time, and I think he will again. He's such a um, potent player. Um, I'm going to try. I'm going to back in Stefan Martin. I mean, you want you want um, experience out there, and there's nobody more experienced than Stefan Martin. Um, 134 days um, and one game in then. So. Um, It'll be interesting, but I think Port will get this one pretty easily at home. 
Uh, and young gun uh, Mitch Jordiatis for Port as well, uh, looking unlikely as well. Uh, he's played the sandful over the last week. That's another thing uh, the Port Adelaide have up their sleeve. They've had uh, a lot of their youth team um, playing in the sandful. Um, so that as well. Yeah, Mitch Jordiatis had an issue with his hamstring, so unlikely. But I think the Port crowd, they're going to sing loud, uh, never tear us apart. <laughs> Uh, it's Absolutely. not going to be a good atmosphere for away fans there. Uh, I think I think that's going to be big, big in a prelim final. I don't know how many they can get in there this weekend, but absolutely massive. And don't we just love preliminary finals? I, th- I think sometimes they're even better than the grand final. Sometimes these are the games of the year, uh, the prelim final. So we look forward to that all kicking off tonight. Uh, absolutely massive. Uh, but when we come back, the Premier League has returned um, match week four will get underway. We've had a week off um, with some international games, but that's all ahead on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning on Sin. Rex Orange County on the Sports Desk. Loving is easy, and also in there we have Big Pig with Feels Right. Uh, it's time to talk some Premier League. And we're just saying in that song break, uh, one week off and we're already missing it already. Uh, Good to get straight back into the Premier League, but we will go. uh, So the few results from match day three, just a bit of a refresher. Uh, Man City defeated Arsenal (laughs) 5-0. Yes, they did. Couldn't leave that one out. Sorry, Jay. (laughs) Red card in also in that game. uh, (laughs) Okay. Hey, the real test this week, we will get to that game. Uh, but it's, it's pretty much Arsenal's grand final of the year coming up. Battle of the bottom. Uh, also, a few, a few in those results from uh, last time. I, Newcastle draw with Southampton 2-2. Uh, Everton defeated Brighton 2-0. Crystal Palace drew 2-2 with West Ham. Uh, Leicester City defeated Norwich City 2-0. Aston Villa drawed 1-1 with Brentford. Chelsea drew 1-1 with Liverpool. Burnley and Leeds 1-1 drawers also. Uh, Tottenham defeated Watford 1-0 and uh, Man United defeated Wolves 1-0. Which brings us to this week and all the talk. Um, I just can't escape seeing it on social media. But it is Ronaldo weekend. Um, his debut for Man United. Um, it does make me um, convulse a bit and I feel, feel sick. <laughs> Look, maybe I'm glad we didn't get him. He's United scum. Oh. We don't want him. Oh, now <laughs> the real goat was Messi. Unfortunately, uh, he went to PSG. So. <laughs> That's oh. <laughs> so right, Sam. Um, He's overrated. Not good enough. Can't believe he's even getting a game, to be honest. No, no, no. What shocks me? The, the FPL. <laughs> Everyone has put him in their FPL team for like 14 million or whatever, and they've dropped plays. It's like, uh, okay, he's Ronaldo. He's getting old now. He ain't going to score every week. <laughs> he's not going to score every week. All right? They'll play him till he's got a f***ing Zimmer frame going around the uh, the, <laughs> the pitch. <laughs> game, <laughs> Sorry, it was getting really heated about that. Um, but, yeah, on a side note, look, uh, as much as it pains me to see it, look, Ronaldo in the league does make things very interesting. Uh, the competition this year is already amazing uh, and definitely adds to it. So, yes... 
Unfortunately, he's wearing the wrong colours, but it's good to see him out there. Uh, starting off with the Premier League this week, uh, we'll start off with Crystal Palace and Tottenham play the early game this Saturday. Uh, Watford and Wolves play at midnight. Uh, Brentford and Brighton also at midnight. Arsenal and Norwich City at midnight. Man United and Newcastle, there's Ronaldo's game if you're looking for it. Um, Southampton and West Ham at midnight also. Leicester City and Man City at midnight also. Chelsea play Aston Villa, 2.30 Sunday morning. Leeds United uh, and Liverpool, 1.30 Monday morning. Everton and Burnley on Tuesday at 5am. Look, Norwich City, how are they going to do it, Jay? What are your initial thoughts going into this? What do you mean, how are they going to do it, as in how are they going to end our season? Or... Well, I don't know. Take into it how you will. Um, <laughs> well, it's, yeah. I mean, that game against City, that is one of the worst games I've probably ever seen in my life. I wish I you mean, had been yeah. on the Zoom call with me. Oh, I would have just left after the first <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> no, but um, I think, yeah, that, that performance is as bad as you'll see from any team in the league, I think. One shot, which wasn't even on target. Um, so, and then we, I think it was 80% possession to you guys, 25 shots to one. I mean, I could go on about the stats, but this is just cutthroat right here. I mean, this is, you know, not just for the Arsenal season, also Arteta, so he can keep his job because I think, I mean, by October, that's when they'll sort of make up their mind of where they keep him or not. Um, I think Conte is has been contacted and, you know, he could be in line if now we continue to have this bad form slump. But, I mean, it, as a, it's a must win no matter what. I mean, Norwich, 19th versus Arsenal, 20. I mean, at the Emirates, fans are going to be going nuts if uh, Norwich hit the first one in, I think. I mean, has anyone sorry. else just out there have bookmarked um, the uh, AF? AFTV, <laughs> oh, the YouTube channel lists, because, oh, that is awesome entertainment. Ty is an interesting character. I mean, I don't understand his lot. He's just so positive about such a, <laughs> no matter how bad we're doing, he's always... And I think every club has got these type of fans. Oh, uh, I, every club, and you just, you just, <laughs> it kills you because... What was no, that I mean, I'll, I'm definitely, uh, you know, I'll still be watching. I'll still be expecting nothing but a win, but um, we'll have to see what happens. Then. Is there consequences? If you bottle this, is Arteta gone? I would yeah. think so. I mean, the Brentford game, I mean, for a start, that first game, that was how we needed to start. We needed to get the win and we got hit 2-0. So um, if you lose to a team that's, right above you on 19th. I mean, you're still going to be last. I mean, we're going to have four losses to our name. It's not not anything to be happy about. Not something the manager should uh, be accepting and the club shouldn't be accepting. So hopefully we get it done. But, I mean, I'm not liking how his odds at the moment of staying throughout this season. Yeah, it's um, not great, is it? Um, this will, if they do lose this game, it'll be their worst season start since for ninety eight years. I so think it already has been be made. No, oh, quite possibly. But what what I'm reading here is that um, they haven't had four losses in a row at the start of season since nineteen twenty three. So settle in, history could be made. Let's do it. And I watched the um, 
their their highlights of the goals of the month from Arsenal. There's a channel that puts out. <laughs> No. Yeah, it was about three seconds long. It was just the logo, and that was it. <laughs> Black screen. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Enough to give my heels into Arsenal. We'll see what they will do at midnight uh, Sunday morning. A few other good fixtures to look out for. Um, just, just looking here. Look, uh, Leicester and Man City. Quickly go over them. As we mentioned, a few Brazilian players out, uh, including Edison which means we have to put Scott Carson in goal because our main backup keeper is injured. And Scott Carson is... Um, can you just Google his age? Can you, Jay? I reckon he's, I reckon he's 35. Hang on. Um, Scott Carson is 36. 36. Okay, so I'm, I'm a bit worried about Jamie Vardy, to be honest. So that's going to be an interesting game. Uh, and Liverpool, the other um, big effect of losing a lot of Brazilian players, how do you think you're going to go against Leeds? Um, it'll be interesting to see um, how, I mean, I've said it before about how these clubs are going to have to adapt throughout the season. This is definitely not going to be the only issue COVID-19 presents these teams throughout the year. Um, I, I, I think it'll be okay. I think Liverpool will get the, get the win here, but... It's just one of those things that um, players are going to have to adapt, teams are going to have to adapt, and the league is going to have to make concessions for. I mean, it's going to be a tampered season, and we have to acknowledge that. And um, that's exactly what I'm going to use if Liverpool don't win the whole thing, tampered season. So, um, um, okay. I mean, it's just something we're going to have to deal with, um, isn't it? it? It's a way of life now. So um, I think it'll be okay. Um um, yeah, that's all there is to it, really. But it'll be interesting to see how clubs adapt to all these issues. Well, exciting week of Premier League ahead. Uh, you can catch it all on Optus Sport. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show. It's been a great morning uh, on the Sports Desk. This is uh, Everywhere from Fleetwood Mac on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. Fleetwood Mac Everywhere on the Sports Desk on your Friday morning. That's been an exciting show. And also, we briefly didn't mention um, the World Cup qualifiers. Australia defeated Vietnam 1-0 in a hot, sticky 30-degree, I think 75% humidity it was. Uh, so a bit of a gritty match. Uh, but it means, I think it was 10 games in a row we've won in uh, qualifying games. Uh, which is, I think it was breaking some records. Uh, and Ryan Grant with the winner in that game. Uh, the only one in the side at the moment uh, from the A-League, so very interesting. Uh, but the Socceroos continue, so that's next month, the next couple of games. 7th of October is our next game, and that game is against Oman. Uh, so look forward to that, uh, but we've covered plenty uh, of sports today. And of course, you can catch us live tonight uh, on our AFL pre-game build-up for a whopping prelim finals this weekend, live on the Sports Desk Facebook page. So it's been absolutely fun. Thank you, Jay and Jack, for joining me again. Cheers, Sam. And I think we're also going to have a week off next week during the bye. Uh, so we'll be back for an exciting grand final week show. Absolutely crazy. Can't wait for it. We'll see you then. This is Sin. We young people run the show.